Alper. What a firecracker doing amazing things. She's been called a change maker, an eco warrior. I would describe Hannah Alper as someone who believes wholeheartedly in the power that she has to make a difference. That's the sound from a promotional video showing Canadian teenager Hannah Alper. She's been called Canada's Jewish Greta Thunberg because since Hannah was nine years old, she's been blogging and speaking all over the world about the important issues of climate change, clean water, education, and homelessness. And lately, she's added Black Lives Matter and Indigenous issues to her roster. Hannah Alpers interviewed Malala Yousafzai, the Pakistani Nobel Prize winner. She's traveled to Africa three times to build villages with the WE charity. Documentaries have been made about her, and she's published a book about her efforts as a young person who is trying to change the world. Now 18, Hannah Alpers is about to embark on a new venture and a new challenge. She's going off to university for the first time, at Western in London, Ontario, where she'll not only tackle her usual causes as a self-described eco-warrior, but also probably campus anti-Semitism. We've seen time after time, you know, Jews marched, Jews and rabbis marched with Martin Luther King Jr. at Selma. And I think that's such an incredible testament to what happens and the amazing things that can happen when we come together. And all of these different hates are so incredibly real and we need to stand together. And I just don't understand why people have to almost pit people against each other. And I also do notice that uh, because Jews sometimes aren't as much of a visible minority, it's the only people that talk about anti-Semitism are Jews. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, September the 1st, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Hannah Alper started her Call Me Hannah blog when she was in grade school in Richmond Hill, Ontario. In high school, she says she was bullied for being Jewish and because of her support for environmental causes and for the LGBTQ community. With her remarkable skills as a communicator, Alper has built a career as a sought-after motivational speaker. She's also a social media influencer. She has nearly 40,000 followers on Twitter and 13,000 more on Instagram. Coming up, Hannah Alper will be here to talk about how she plans to live an environmentally conscious life in her dorm and how she's planning to bring her Jewish pride and positivity to the tense world of campus politics. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Well, the CJN Daily is four months old today, and to celebrate this, we're adding a new feature to the podcast. See if you can guess what it is, but you have to listen to the whole episode. Also, I just wanted to let you know that I am so thankful you're listening, and I'm honored to be a part of a team that's doing important Jewish journalism in these unsettled times through a Canadian lens. This week comes the relaunch of the CJN's website. Check it out. It's thecjn, all one word, dot ca. We're also introducing the CJN Circle. If you like what we do, why not support us? Buy a subscription to all our digital and print content. It's $100 to join. In other news, Jewish-Canadian campus advocacy groups are hoping this fall will be quieter than what they experienced in the spring when Israel and Hamas were engaged in those two weeks of fighting, and this led to a spike in anti-Semitism and anti-Israel events, especially on campus and on social media, and we've reported on it. So this Friday, 20 Jewish groups, including Hillel 
and Stand With Us and Hasbara Fellowships are holding an event they're calling Unity Shabbat. They've invited Jewish students from across Ontario to light candles together, virtually, of course, as a show of optimism about the new semester, but a show of determination, too, not to be intimidated from living full Jewish lives while at school. I'm Matthew Terrace in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Well, it's an exciting but busy time for young environmental activists like Hannah Alper. Just a few weeks ago, the UN issued that terrifying report saying we're running out of time to save the planet. Hannah Alper joins me now. You're moving to another city for university. How is that? What's the countdown? (laughs) As of right now, it is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's five days away and it is crazy. It's exciting. It's nerve wracking. It's stressful. It's everything. And I think it's a, that's totally normal feelings to feel about moving away to university. And I've, I'm, I'm just so incredibly excited because the school that I'm going to in the program is really all about everything that I've been doing since I was nine years old as an activist. This is truly kind of opening a new chapter, but really building on everything that I've been learning to hopefully help other people explore my passions, explore my interests to make the world a little bit better than when we first found it, which is what I kind of try to inspire people to do in their everyday life. All right. So you're going to be going to Western University. And yeah. I know you couldn't go without some uh, putting an, uh, an activist or environmental uh, you know, point of view on, on living in a dorm. So uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more. Walk us through some of the things that you personally think people should be doing and you're going to be doing to make your dorm life more environmental. Um, I've been buying recycled notebooks. I've been, um, me and my mom have been looking and have already bought uh, eco-friendly cleaning supplies, which is something that anyone can do. And it's really not even more expensive than um, non-eco-friendly cleaning supplies. So that's really important. Um, You know, bringing reusable water bottles, reusable lunch containers, um, everything like that. that, because even that reduces your, your footprint your carbon footprint and it really makes you feel good about the things that you're doing. And then maybe it's also a great conversation starter because someone can ask why you're doing that. And then maybe you can inspire that person to go a little bit further in their own uh, change making journey. And it's really is such a simple step and it's a real tangible step that actually makes a difference because you're taking that step in your everyday life. Um, I'm sure you are aware having worked for the friends of Simon Wiesenthal all summer as an intern about the rise in anti-Semitism on campus this past year. And I want to talk a bit about how prepared you might be for the um, anti-Semitism and anti-Israel and anti-Zionism that is at your school, as well as many other campuses around the world. Yeah, I mean, I'm no, I'm definitely going to be looking into and definitely going to be trying Hillel and Chabad and joining those places because it's really such a sense of empowerment and community. And I think that now more than ever, Uh, Jewish people need to stick together and Jewish teenagers and young people need to stick together in the face of the rising anti-Semitism that's been happening. And it was honestly so heartbreaking seeing all the anti-Semitism that was taking place and anti-Zionism that was taking place and online. And so that was really hard to see how, not how little we've progressed, but that we think that we've progressed so much when it comes to hate and bigotry and it turns out that sometimes we really happen. And I think this is one of those examples. And I think that I, I truly believe in peace. And I think that I feel for um, the victims on completely on both sides. And I totally, I think that it is justifiable to criticize governments and be educated on different issues. 
but it's not okay to criticize and hate on an entire group of people, especially people that are just trying to live and practice their identity and who they are. And it's definitely a little bit scary, especially as we are coming off of the conflict and all of this scary and frightening and completely, honestly, traumatizing anti-Semitism. And when I was working at the Friends of of Simon Wiesel Center, it was a conversation that we talked about a lot, how students on campus can deal with this. And a lot of it is, you know, if you see something, say something. So I posted a lot more about misinformation and how important it is to not just post Instagram infographics and to truly do your research. So I think that's something that on campus I would really like not just me to advocate for, but I think it's so important for schools and the administration to advocate for, uh, to advocate against misinformation and to advocate for media literacy, share the right source, share sources from both sides, sharing both sides, but advocating against hate. Moving to what you mentioned earlier about it's your first vote, your first time voting. I'm, I'm so excited. This is something that I've definitely been looking forward to for a really long time. And I've always talked for so long as an activist about casting about having having a voice and that you can have a voice in so many ways and I've always talked about when I'm talking about voting what you can do when you're not old enough and that you can convince other people how to use their vote and now I'm kind of in that position all right but you are known for your environmental um so let's talk about what have you been observing from the various parties that you want to highlight? I mean, who's closest to your your view of what, what we should be doing uh, to save the planet? It's a really good question. Um, I definitely think it would, ob- it would definitely be either uh, liberal or NDP, but I think that there's, you, you can, it's, it's hard because you can't just base um, who you're voting for off of one issue because that's just not, that's not how it works. And also it's hard because, a lot of politicians uh, say things and sometimes those things don't always come into fruition and come into action, whether you know that can be for a number of reasons. So that's something that I'm definitely looking into. And I think a lot of that will come to researching uh, the action that they'll take, especially coming off of the new report that was just that was just published. And it's just so many things. And the truth is, is that climate change is real. It's worsening. And the only thing that we can do is slow it down. And so it's really it comes it comes up to those people that will take the serious actions needed to slow it down for the present and future generations, because it's not just about us anymore. It's about my children, my grandchildren. And, you know, people said 20 years ago that enough that enough is enough but I don't think anyone ever really meant it but now enough is really enough and politicians need to actually stand up and do something and that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily sponsored by Metropia integrity community quality and customer care today's listener shout out goes to another Ellen Ellen Thompson of Toronto, she wrote in to say she wants to get a copy of the new CJN Rosh Hashanah print magazine, which comes out this week, so she can send it to her mother in Winnipeg. Ellen, we've got you covered. Stay tuned. And we'll end the episode with a sneak peek of a great new TV series you won't want to miss. It's called Path to Creation. It was produced and hosted by our friend Egal Hecht. The Toronto filmmaker crossed Canada, interviewing musicians who tap into their faith, And the first episode is about the Jewish band Jaffa Road, fronted by Aviva Chernik. It airs on Yes TV beginning this weekend, so check your local schedules for Path to Creation.
This week we explore the music of Jaffa Road. This Canadian world music group mixes ancient Hebrew, Spanish and English to create a unique sound. I'm Miguel Heck and this is Path to Creation. Thank you.